I'm Robin. I'm Julie. We're two mamas who love inspiring healthy living. After facing family health challenges and seeing how natural solutions transformed our lives, we are determined to help other mamas thrive, not just survive. What if feeling awesome every day is possible for you and your family? Come along with us on our natural journey. Hi, I'm Robin. I'm Julie. Welcome to our podcast, Helping Mamas Thrive. Yay! (laughs) We didn't talk about the title like usual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have a special guest today, Lauren Bretz. So maybe we should call it Healing Story, Lauren's Healing Story. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it. it. Oh, and guess what? What? This is the 25th episode. It is? You were a special, special guest, Lauren. I almost texted you. Yeah. We have to celebrate. I know. Where's the peppermint? I know. We're going to do peppermint. Lauren, you know how we decided to do the podcast? One day, Julie and I were working at my house, and she's always wanted to do podcasts. And I said, okay, we're starting today. And she's like, we are? I'm like, yep. And we just started that day. Like, let's figure out how to do that. Yeah. Perfect. Go, go on and, and do the stuff. I'm like, what? I mean, I had to read the book, uh, Pineapple Podcasting, and I had to, this was like my three-year plan. And uh, Robin's like, oh, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. That's the difference between and, us and like, I need to read That's book. the mother nature in me. See, I do have the mother nature part. I'm like, nah, let's just do it. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> That's why I love working. <laughs> But we're super excited to have you on today. Yes, I'm going to introduce her. But first, we're going to do some peppermint. So if you're watching on YouTube, sorry for the people listening on Apple. You don't have smell of vision or vision. <laughs> you I'm got gonna, nothing. I'm going to put peppermint in my hand. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Really? Here, take, can you smell some, Lauren? Boop, boop. All right, I'm taking some. It's my favorite. Oh, what? oh she's going to do the peppermint, too. That's the best. I love it. And my favorite, I'm going to put on my tongue, but that means I can't talk for a second. <laughs> that was you to get in your eye. Wrong. I haven't gotten in my eye for weeks, just so everybody can know. For weeks. <laughs> no. Ooh. So that when you take the peppermint on your tongue, it opens everything up. It feels so good. And I love how it feels in my mouth. It's very awesome. All right. So. I want to introduce our amazing guest. Oh, were you going to say something? No, I was just like, remember those days when you actually used to put like a breath mint in or a toxic breath mint or that. like gum? Like, why? Why would you? Yeah. Like, why would you ever do that? Those things are so toxic. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. No, the peppermint. Right. Exactly. I know. It's very good. And then people are like, ooh, I smell peppermint. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we are, we are so lucky to know mm-hmm. Lauren. She is, she knows so much in the brain. She knows a lot, but I'm going to talk about her background a little bit and then we're going to ask her questions and then she can maybe talk since she's our guest. Um, I know, right? So Lauren has five kids. She lives here in Florida. She has a bachelor of science in psychology and a whole bunch of impressive certifications. Very cool. She's a certified holistic health practitioner She's a master practitioner of Splanka, which you have to explain what that is. I read that it was an emotional healing modality, but I'm, I mean, inquiring minds want to know, I think. And she's a certified relationship um, model coach. So 
Woo, she just has lots of accreditation. But in addition to that, she knows a lot about natural health. And I'm so happy to know her as part of our like natural tribe. And a lot of times when I would try something new, I text Lauren like, hey, have you ever tried this or done this? She's like, yeah. Well, well, well. yeah. We had a whole we had a whole podcast on like, what was it called? Healing modalities that I tried. Uh, that that you never thought of? Yeah. You never. Yeah. yeah. All the things I've done, the crazy things that I've done. Not crazy. Oh, I haven't. I have, I have to tell you something after. Okay. Okay. So welcome, Lauren. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's so sure. fun to be here. You're welcome. Can you just share with our audience? Um, my cheeks hurt from smiling. I have to like <laughs> smash my. <laughs> Y'all make me smile so big. I can't stop smiling. That's a good compliment. Good. I love it. Um, can you share with everybody like how you found natural health? I know that you were brought up on herbs, but what you've done to heal yourself and your family, kind of just like the story. Yeah. Um, I grew up, you know, in the 80s and 90s, just normal, like McDonald's and um, Chef Boyardee. And I remember those kid cuisine TV dinners. Those were my favorite. Oh. Kraft Mac and Cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to come home from school and have like a hot dog and a Kraft Mac, a Kraft single. I'd like wrap my cheese around my hot dog. That's what I would have for a snack when I came home from school. Nice. Um, but I had a lot of stomach aches and felt sick all the time and missed a lot of school. So when I was 11, my mom, um, she like, we left the allopathic world of medicine. I was on antibiotics for two years straight and she started homeschooling me because I missed so much school. I was so ill. So she, my mom introduced me to natural health and remedies. We started seeing an herbalist, a chiropractor. I started having um, colonics and acupuncture and all the things. Can I ask you, can I pause you for the, right there for a second? What motivated your mom to investigate that? Was she ever exposed to it? Well, someone had introduced her to it. She was really discouraged and scared about her daughter. I was so sick and I had been on antibiotics for two years straight and was getting worse. Mm. So someone, I cannot remember like how, what the, you know, connections or the family tree was, um, but she had been introduced to herbal remedies by a friend of hers. And we started driving, we started driving over to Oviedo for, um, to for me to see an herbalist so spent the spent the rest of my school years middle school and high school homeschooled and um it wasn't until wasn't until i got to college that i kind of took the reins of my health um i kind of just started to notice that like if i ate certain foods they bothered me and then if i didn't i felt better um so I kind of put myself on like an elimination diet. I had never heard of that before. Wow. I don't know what it is. I don't know if my brain is just wired that way or if because of what I went through in my young teens, I really was paying attention to what was going on. And then I got pregnant right after I got married when I was 20. 
and had my first baby when I was 21. I was still a child having a child. And it was really like, then again, I kind of doubled down on health, you know, like when I was in college, I was like, okay, like I noticed certain things about my body that I want to be careful with, with eating. But then when I had my first child, I was like, okay, well, I want to keep this little baby healthy. So I just read tons of books and went back to the herbal remedies that my mom had started me on when I was younger. And um, it was a different, it was a um, another network marketing company actually that sold herbal supplements. So I just, I don't know, I dove in, I started making my own bread. I like started wow. grinding my own wheat and making bread and just learning whatever I could about how to stay as natural as possible. Um, did you I have other I, friends? Um, did you have other friends that were natural? No, everybody thought I was crazy. I lived in, I lived in Alaska for three years on a military base and all of my friends in my neighborhood thought I was crazy. I did finally meet this one girl years into that journey and she was even more hippie than I was <laughs> and I thought she was so weird <laughs> <laughs> but your current self would be like yeah my current self would probably be weirder than she is yeah it was you know what I mean like yeah and I did learn a lot from her but I remember I this is so funny this was probably in 2000 six or seven, she was buying goat milk, raw goat milk from a farmer nearby. And I thought she was crazy. Fast forward like three years in 2009, I was, I got pregnant with my fourth child and my third child, I was still nursing him, but my milk dried up when I got pregnant. And so I started buying raw goat's milk and giving it to my baby. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I just, I think I'm, I imagine, I imagine that the trauma that I experienced with my own health as a child motivated me to protect my kids from suffering like I did. Yeah. You know, I probably just, I think I just was so, um, I don't think I was aware of how devastated I was about my own childhood story of illness. But I'm sure that that was a huge factor in me caring so much about how I fed my kids, what products they used. I also had some really bad experiences with some pediatricians. With my first kid, I fired like six pediatricians. Wow. Because they treated me like I was stupid and like I didn't know know how to take care of my baby. And I had one doctor say, I'm the doctor. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. I was like, I'm his mother. Right. I'm with him all the time. I don't send him to daycare. I'm literally with him all the time. Like, I I know what's going on with my kid. Like, I'm hiring you to help me, not the other way around. Wow. Now, I want to so just. I, like, I think I was pretty rebellious. I was pretty rogue and rebellious pretty early on. I love it. I want to just pause right there because I feel like that's a really important um, factoid that we are hiring the medical yes. professionals to help us. And yes. that's not really the mentality. It was definitely not my mentality most of my life. I, I mean, didn't even know that was an option. <laughs> yeah. Like we've done things that we regret. 
But to be so young and to feel like that is amazing. And your kids are super blessed that you were smart enough to feel like that. And even just, you know, me rereading the Torah and that kind of stuff, like the things that God meant, like we, our bodies as women, we're meant to have these babies. We are the person like yeah. you're, you know, all the, all these things that happen in pregnancy and birthing mm-hmm. are meant to happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the things that we prevent with modern medicine are just such a shame. Like those effects, it is. you know, it's very disempowering to women very disempowering. It's totally puts, I feel like it's, it's, it really breaks my heart. Cause I, I was born via emergency C-section. So I, I am thankful for our contemporary modern medical system for emergencies or like to save lives. Like yeah. I died. So I'm not anti anything. Right. But I, I do long and desire for women and especially, I mean, mothers and women to know that we, we can learn and we can understand what's going on and we don't have to be powerless in the face of a doctor or medical professional. And I know I'm putting that in quotes and that looks really bratty, but a doctor is practicing medicine. They are not necessarily an expert on you. They're practicing medicine. Right. And so I think that we, we just don't totally, anyway, I, so many things I could say. I remember when my oldest son, who's turning 18 tomorrow, I remember when I was pregnant with him and I told my care provider that I was drinking chamomile tea before I would go to bed at night to help me sleep while I was pregnant. And the doctor was like, no, 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 you cannot drink herbal teas while you're pregnant. And I was like, but they're just plants. And he was like, we don't know what those do to you. You cannot drink that. Meanwhile, you can have one diet, Coke a day and coffee. Yes, that's true. I had Again, there's nothing, there's no judgment and nothing wrong with that. What is wrong is telling a girl she cannot drink a plant tea, but she can have an artificial soda like that doesn't check out and i was 20 years old and i was like suspicious like (laughs) eyebrow raised like "Mm, that doesn't check out like (laughs) if you think it's okay for me to drink diet coke fine if you think it's not okay for me to drink chamomile tea weird right i question and the fact that the doctor said we don't know what that does to you and i (laughs) said to him why don't you know (laughs) oh yeah and what did he say he just was like blinking, like he couldn't believe I was talking to him like that. <laughs> but I'm like, but you're a doctor. Like you're supposed to know. I know what chamomile yeah. tea does to me. Like anyway, oh, don't even get me started. I just, oh, yes, too it's much. So, it's so hard because I think we, we do get to a point where we feel like the control of our health lies outside of us. And we put yes. it in the, in the hands of people, some good, some might not be good. Um, and we just, we need to take that back. Like, right. you know, can you imagine feeling like that when we were 20? Oh yeah. Like, we're so much older than you, Lauren, but still like, I mean, to have that strength. I know. 
I was disarmed. I had, been th- I had been through too much though, right? I had already right. been through too much right. yes. where the medical, right. the medical system had failed me. And again, I'm not anti-medical system, right. but, but still, to have been to 10 have- years old and I was on antibiotics for two years and so sick. Yeah. Like that doctor, that doctor was very irresponsible with mm-hmm. continuing to prescribe all kinds of antibiotics without educating my mom on my gut health God, and what antibiotics right. do the body right. and breaking down my immune system. Like, yeah, bless. I'm sure you had to work on restoring your gut for a really long time. Oh, forever for year. I mean, forever for years. Yeah. All right. So we paused you. Sorry. So go ahead and start. Do you remember where we paused? You asked me about my healing story. My yeah. healing story involves food and herbs and essential oils. And so tell us about, medicine. tell about, tell us about when you started using essential oils and the story about your son. Yeah. So, so I, my son, so I had him in a hospital and was, I was thrown off. I don't want to get in a whole discussion about this, but I was very thrown off by the idea of him being, being given at the time, 63 vaccines that, you know, they gave me the schedule and I was just like, I don't understand why he would need all of this if he's not going to go to daycare. Like in my head, I got, I understood why you would want to vaccinate if your child is going into like public care. Cause that did make sense to me. But I'm like, if I'm just keeping him home, why would I need to give him 63 different vaccines? So that did that conversation didn't go well either. And, um, you know, I, I took him to a couple of his well visits and those didn't go very well. And I did get him a couple of vaccines. But then almost immediately he had major, major health issues after three visits of getting vaccines. And so. I am not saying he's a vaccine injured child. I'm saying there was something that happened around that zone of time and suddenly he couldn't eat certain foods and he was throwing up and it was having rashes. It was really terrible. So um, we went through like a whole thing of allergy testing and he ended up with asthma and, um, you know, we went gluten-free, dairy-free, did all of the things and for many years, I worked on trying to heal his gut. Right. And I read, I read a book called Healing the Five Childhood Diseases, um, Allergies, Asthma, Autism, ADD, and ADHD. Mm. And so I worked on doing some of the therapies in that book for him because he had asthma and allergies and started trying herbs and all these things. He had to have an inhaler to help him breathe from his asthma, blah, blah. And finally, but, but I, but I, but I was looking for something. I felt like I had a really good handle on his health through food and supplements. Like I felt like he was getting better. His skin was clearing up. His asthma wasn't as bad, but I still wanted to find something that when he did have an asthma attack, that I could give him something that worked as well as an inhaler. Right. Because the inhaler had really bad side effects. His belly would blow up. He would get that um, rush of adrenaline from the inhaler and he would be up all night. I mean, it was just such a disaster. So, and I was so thankful for the inhaler because, you know, it opened his airways. Right. 
So a friend of mine told me to try essential oils. And so I bought two different brands of essential oils. And both of those brands made him have asthma attacks. Oh my gosh. So by the, so then she was like, well, you need to try this brand. I'm like, well, I've already tried two brands. There's no way this other brand works better because this was too scary. And she was like, you really need to try them. You need to trust me. You need to try them. So I did. And they helped tremendously. And I was, I was able to help my son get off of a nebulizer around the clock. Um, you know, and that was 10, that was over 10 years ago. And just to be really honest, my son still has an inhaler. He uses it maybe a couple times a year, Ow. but we have, we have found essential oils that can bring him down off of a pretty significant respiratory situation. The oils helps to heal me. I had so many issues that I wasn't even totally aware of. My adrenal fatigue, hormones, sleep issues, chronic headaches, um, mood, mental and emotional health issues. I, I had anxiety, depression pretty severely for many years. Um, so u- using the oils have been a huge, huge deal because using herbs and homeopathies and all kinds of great plant-based natural products, I still am a huge fan. I still use herbs and homeopathics, homeopathies, um, but the oils have just been kind of the it factor for, for me and my kids. That's awesome. My mom, um, just a little story. My mom had, I'll say D asthma. Um, and she would use the breathe again roller, by the way, the brand she's talking about, do you mind if I say Lauren is that people know that we do young living because it's okay. Oh, yeah. Is that, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. young living is the, Oh, brand I wasn't we... withholding the name for yeah. every. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. So it's young living. It. No, young living is the brand. And so it's important because I think people underestimate the, that quality really does matter. Yes. And, so and, my the mom... distil- and the distillation, because the other oils that I were, was using, they were distilling those oils according to the German and British model of aromatherapy, but the French model of aromatherapy, which is what Young Living uses, distills their oils differently. So the chemical constituents and how they work in our bodies are completely different. That's awesome. Yeah. So my mom would have a breathing issue and she would use the Breathe Again Roller by Young Living. And she said it actually worked faster on her than the inhaler. Yes. But to the, actually, my mom was just released like a few months ago from the pulmonologist because we do a lot. I mean, I mean, in addition to the oils, we've done a lot of supplementation and, yeah. and diet, but she was released. I mean, she's 79. Amazing. I know it is amazing. It's so hard for her to like realize that she did. She did that. Yeah. So cool. So Let anyway, me say pretty- this too. Let me say this too. My son, if he, if he truly ate a a clean diet, he would have no issues. Mm -hmm. He, and he would tell, if he were sitting here, he would tell you that. Wow. But he's a teenager and there's candy candy and there's food and there's all sorts of junk with his friends, Mm -hmm. which is till I get it. But when he eats gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, he has no respiratory problems. So wow. 
I don't want people who are listening to the podcast to hear me say, get rid of your inhaler, get essential oils. Right. Because it's not, it's not just about the oils. It, you've got to have the, the diet piece, other, you know, plant herbals, whatever, like, but the oils are a huge, I mean, game changer. Julie and I talk about this all the time about the teens. Like they know they feel better when they're doing these things that we're telling them to do, but something about their frontal cortex not being like developed enough, they can't possibly listen to us all the time. Well, and what are you going to do? Like my son right now is driving up to Tallahassee to go to an FSU game tomorrow with his friends. There's barely any healthy options at the stadium. Yeah. Right. Like he, and what's he going to do? Like bring his own food. Like eat, <laughs> right. it's yeah, living a social in America, life. living in yeah. America. Like you're not, it's really unfortunate. Our cultural situation mm-hmm. around food and my son is completely aware, but he's like, what am I going to do? And I, I really don't blame him. Right. Exactly. And he That's has true. his enzymes with him. He takes his enzymes when he eats stuff. Yep. And we just, you know, I can't, I'm not going to make it like a religious matter or, or a moral issue. Right. Like it's not. Yeah. He's not a bad kid. Nobody's right. a bad person if they eat bad food. Right. You know what I mean? Like you just, yeah. this is, this is where we're at. Gotta have Dude, great. We yeah. just do the best we can, but you know, that's a real, another really great point for parents. So, you know, our kids are in these situations. We can give them food enzymes. We can mm-hmm. give them a packet of Ninja Red. We can give them um, some diagize. Like we can yeah. give them tools because we know that those options are not there. You know, right. right. when my daughter traveled this summer, she was away from me for like, six oh, weeks long time I feel yeah. like six weeks maybe and you know she just had she was eating tons of crappy food but she also she knows like mm-hmm. she tried to eat cucumber and avocado but then the rest of it was crap mm-hmm. and she had her you know she had some tools and that's yeah. the best that we can do but I yeah. think even if we can get our kids to make that connection that what they put in and on their bodies has a direct correlation to their health I think it's huge because I I never thought about that yeah. Right. Or else I probably wouldn't have had, you know, the situation with Kate and being constipated for 14 months and me being like, I have no idea what's wrong. Okay. Right. So. Right. And I, and I don't, I don't want my kids to feel this like weight of fear mm-hmm. around right. their health and food. I still want there to be freedom there. Um, it's just, it's not worth put, putting a chain around their neck. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. making them feel like it's a moral issue. It's more like a wisdom issue. Like, this is how yeah. your body works. This is how food works. You are responsible and you get to make decisions. And it's okay if you have some Skittles and some popcorn and a hot dog at the game. Like, you might feel kind of mm-hmm. gross the next day. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I just, you know. Well, to that point, I had, like, a mom win because uh, when she was in when she was abroad and um, a lot of the kids started getting sick because they're eating terrible and not sleeping. She's like, mom, okay, they're all sick. So I'm going to stop eating sugar or like extra sugar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she doesn't have me. This is like her first time away. And she 
realize she needed to not eat extra sugar. Like, okay. So, so the wisdom is there, you know what I'm saying? She's making choices and she understands how it affects her body. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Huge win. So one of our passions is definitely, you know, uh, to help women and equip women, empower them. And I, I know so many times uh, our health, we start to look at it closer when we've already addressed things with our kid. Like we'll do anything for our kids. We will let ourselves go. We will like go to the ends of the earth. But at some point we have to like realize that we have to keep ourselves healthy. So at what point did you realize I got to take care? I got a clean house. I got, I got to take care of my emotional health, my mental health, you know, and thank goodness you already knew about essential oils, right? Or were you first, or were, did those happen in tandem with your son? No, I didn't learn about essential oils until 2012. Okay. Yeah. He was born in 2005. Okay. So he was seven when I was introduced to essential oils. So when did, so to Julie's point, when did you start using the oils and really focusing on your mental and spiritual health? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I will say I wasn't, I actually was not the type of mom who completely forgot about myself. I was usually pretty... I was usually pretty intentional about taking care of myself. Um, Even when my babies were really young, I was very intentional about my sleep, my water intake, my diet. Um, Especially, especially when I ended up with depression and anxiety, I was, that was, I think, I think, I think what changed for me about that for sure was, was having the oils involved because they, you know, they impact your amygdala and your olfactory nerves by, you know, the aromatherapy aspect. Um, So I would say when I was introduced to using oils for mental, emotional health, that was a really big, exciting moment for me. Cause I think, I think I was trying to address my mental, emotional health hoping that if I could take care of my physical body with my diet and such, or like my spiritual life with, um, you know, whatever I was doing, my spiritual life, attending church or spending time in that community. But it really, it really wasn't until I got oils that really, really impacted me emotionally and mentally Mm -hmm. just by using valor and peace and calming and frankincense and joy and, um, I just, I had a big shift in my frequency, like my body's ability to, to kind of lift and feel so much better. Kind of the fog lifted from my head, like, like depression fog. Um, I mean, my, I'm, I think I'm dancing around the issue. Cause I also was, I was in an abusive marriage and I didn't know it. And so I think a lot of my mental emotional issues were from my relation, my closest relationship. And so I spent so many years trying to feel better. And so many of the things that I employed in my life worked, but it wasn't until I kind of woke up to the relationship that I was in realizing that that was really toxic for my health. And we got into counseling and I, you know, I fought so hard for that relationship, but I would say 
that if I was blind about something, it was that more than me taking care of myself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I was, I was not the type of mom to forget and like, like lose myself in my kids, but I was very blind to the effect that that relationship was having on my health, mental, emotional, physical, like, um, once I left that relationship five years ago, like I have had intensely amazing, miraculous healing in my body Wow! because of getting out of that relationship, which was devastating. But, um, after so many years of trying to heal my gut and trying to heal my adrenals and trying to heal my kidneys and my blood sugar levels. And, you know, I just had, I had like fibromyalgia, you know, type symptoms, inflammation, aches and pains, sleep issues. I had terrible sleep issues. But looking back, I realized like I would go to bed feeling really anxious because of him. Mm-hmm. being there and just feeling so neglected in that relationship. So um, I think leaving that relationship was a huge turning point for my healing, which wow. I say that I say that with so much care because, you know, I don't know who will listen to this or who will need to hear that, mm-hmm. but it is something to consider mm-hmm. the, the people that we surround ourselves with have such an impact on our health in all of the ways. So whether you're married or not, even if you're single, the people that you are in close relationship with have a, have a strong impact on your health for the, for the detriment or for the better. So um, I think that that's something that we don't always talk about in the holistic health community is how our relationships are impacting us. We talk about chemicals. We talk about toxins. Right. We talk about our food. We talk about glyphosate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We even, talk, we even talk about like, um, you know, um, electromagnetic, like yeah. EFG. E- or e- EMF. EMF. Yeah. EMFs. Thank you. EMFs. We talk yeah. about that. Like we talk about water contaminants. Like we talk yeah. about all the things. You're right? so right. Yeah. yeah. But we don't, we don't always talk about who are, who is in our space. Mm -hmm. And I think what's really heartbreaking is that like toxicity breeds toxicity. And my, my relationship was very toxic. My marriage was very toxic and I don't want to name him as a toxic person because that sounds really extreme, but I would definitely say that his journey of healing is not aligned with mine. Like we just, we really were not aligned in what we valued or what we um, were, what we were willing to detox from. Like I, I had to untangle myself from a lot of really difficult belief systems that I had and he was not willing to do that. So mm-hmm. it just, it wasn't going to work anymore. Like, mm-hmm. We were both raised homeschooled mm-hmm. and in very, very dogmatic, conservative systems. Mm-hmm. And we both held the belief system that, you know, men men had a role, women had a role, and it was supposed to be that way. But then all of a sudden I built a business and it was very successful and that did not fit into the belief system that he or I both held, but I had to let go of my 
belief system that wasn't like a good, <laughs> healthy right. belief system. And he wasn't really willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And so that wasn't, unfortunately, that wasn't going to work for our relationship because I wasn't, I wasn't willing to go back to the way that I was taught to be. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not going to go back to like right. thinking that I'm not allowed to have success just because I'm a woman. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Anyway, that, that is, is only so one tiny example. Right. Right. Of things. But yeah, it was really it was a devastating situation, but I've been able to heal a lot since then. Is that what motivated you to get those other certifications? Yes. Yeah, because I was a client of those modalities, those healing modalities. So nice. um, I I benefited so greatly from emotional healing modalities and um, well, and the the certified holistic health practitioner sort of uh, letters that I got. Um, you know, I I could have gotten those letters twenty years ago, right? You know, um. So I thought it was, it would be helpful for people who don't know me when they learn that that's what I do. You know, I thought that would be helpful for them to whatever. It's hard to, it's hard to walk into a professional space like the chamber of commerce and be like, well, you know, I've been doing network marketing for 10 years, but they don't associate, they associate network marketing with sales. Mm -hmm. They don't usually associate network marketing with education and holistic health. And I have spent 20 years reading and understanding and learning. Yeah. Right. So I, I really wanted to get that certification so that I, I would be more relevant to the professional community that I live in because um, where I built my business in Indiana, I know this is a tangent, but where I built my business in Indiana, I built my business among homeschool moms because I was a homeschooling mom. Mm -hmm. But when I moved back here to Florida and I was in this more professional community where that wasn't really like the, the, the culture was really different here. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, if I want to be seen as professional, I'm going to get a professional certification. Nice. So I did that. Yeah. That's, that's huge because you're also, you have five kids, like we're busy moms. Like we are. um, And the fact that you went on to pursue um, all of that and professionally and build a business is, is absolutely wonderful. So wh- I wanted to ask do you have more questions about the certification. Cause I wanted to ask about oils. I want to talk about emotional healing. Yes. Okay. But okay. This kind of fits in. Cause I wanted to know as far as when you started with um, oils and everything, was it, did you try all different methods? You were inhaling, you were using topically, you were doing internally with Young Living, you do all of them, but was there one particular one that really was like, this is helping me so much? Or was it all of them? Such an interesting question. I've never thought about that before. I was, I was probably not your typical first time oiler. Okay. I was not afraid. I dove in <laughs> like swimming <laughs> in the deep end. In the deep end. I was topical. I was applying them. I was inhaling them with my diffuser. I was taking them under my tongue or in capsules. Um, and I think, Julie, I think that that is such a good question, but I think my answer is that it depended on which oil I was using. Okay. So I think like, you know, there were certain oils that I 
loved using topically and there were certain ones I loved to diffuse and there were certain ones I liked to take internally. So I don't, I mean, if, if you want me to like draw one from a hat, like I remember I loved using peace and calming over my chest because it smelled so good and it would like so quickly calm my anxiety. Mm. So I do remember that. I do remember that being really big for me it was like, okay, I'm going to put a couple drops of peace and calming on every day. Or if I'm feeling anxious suddenly, then I'm going to go grab my peace and calming. I'm going to put it on and rub it in. And it was so, okay. so helpful. Awesome. Because so we, we have so many people that ask, well, what do I do with it? We're like, just get yeah. it. Like just any way, any way, just use it. You know, yeah. um, a lot of people are afraid. They're like, well, I just don't know how to. Anyway, that's very helpful. Well, that's, that's a good, I think, but that, I think that's a good, I think that's a good topic of conversation because I think, I think people just need to go with what they're most suffering with. Mm. Right. So like my biggest issue at the time was I had a ton of stress and anxiety. Mm. So I use them a lot for that. But if someone has like digestive problems, maybe they'll want to use digize like on their tummy or under their tongue. Like mm. I would just tell the person, whatever your biggest complaint is, use one or two oils for that and just focus on that and then find whether you like it topical or internal or diff you know what I mean? Like, right. I would just try oh, to keep it simple and have them focus on the issue that is right. bothering them. Yeah. Okay. I always say that I would never waste digize in the diffuser. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it needs yeah. to go like in, yeah. in Jonathan's belly yeah. button or on my right. right. needs to be. That's right. Agreed. <laughs> um, but I wanted to know more a little about the emotional healing. Um, and that, that modality, what is it called? It's called Spina. It's got Spankna. such a crazy name. Yeah. It's it's very similar to emotional freedom technique or oh, okay. freedom technique or emotion code. It's very similar to all of that where you're um you're releasing trapped emotions from the body through thought and touch. So um you know, we store emotions in our bodies through like during times of traumatic experiences. So like trauma by, by definition is having an experience that's unwitnessed or unprocessed, right? So like people throw the word trauma around or traumatized around. They'll be like, you know, I was in the, I was in the parking lot of the grocery store pushing my shopping cart and a car almost hit me. I was traumatized. Mm -hmm. Sure. It was a scary experience but we're talking about it. So technically you're not, you were not traumatized. You're just, gotcha. it was scary. Right. So right. trauma is when we, we suffer usually alone or in a scenario where nobody, like nobody saw, and maybe I don't tell someone, or maybe I don't know how to process the situation. Um, and we will store emotions in our bodies. Mm. Um, and so these, these wonderful energetic healing modalities, Reiki, Reiki is in this same zone too. Like um, these modalities really help us to 
process emotions at a bodily level. Right. I mean, maybe you've heard about somatic therapy. The the modality that I use is very somatic. And it's trying to help someone discover like, okay, you know, maybe when you were six years old and your brother died in a car accident and your parents and your, the rest of your family were so consumed with dealing with the chaos of that situation that you did not get to fully process your grief. And so maybe you stored grief in your lungs because that's one of the places that we store grief. And so I'm going to sit with you and we're going to engage that story of when that happened. And I'm going to have you touch points on your body to help you process that grief and remove those frequencies from your body. Mm. That's so interesting. You know, when I do emotion code sessions on people, people ask me a lot of questions. They're like, is this the method where you touch me and you do this? Or is it the method that you do this? I'm like, no, it's this. And so, you know, there's a lot of information out there with different, Mm -hmm. different modalities. I've learned more just by getting certified in emotion code because people ask me a ton of questions. Well, and we don't, we don't, we're not really taught that emotions have their own frequency or that emotions are like a living thing. Right. And so we don't, it's, it's, it's not something that's just regularly discussed that we, if, if, if we do not process our emotions, then they will get stuck. Right. And since and since we have lived in a culture for decades now where emotions are resisted, repressed, not discussed, not allowed to be processed, a lot of people have a lot of trapped emotions in their bodies because they were never invited to share them. Yeah. So this is a this is I think this is a big deal right now in holistic health because people need it. Yeah. And you can you can take as much cascara sagrada as you want to try to get yourself pooping if you're constipated but if it's not working let's talk about what emotions you have stored in your i know that's actually why i love combining the muscle testing with emotion code because if if you can't find the answer like a chemical it's not chemicals it's not toxins it's not food it's not parasites oh is it an emotion yep it's an emotion it's so neat to like intertwine it right Mm -hmm. Um, you know, since this is our podcast, we haven't really talked about um, the emotion code that much. But do you, since we're talking about this, do you want to tell your story or not really? Oh, yeah. Um, I and it's funny, I'm reframing my story now because okay. I'm nervous, but I always love the lexical definition of things. And um, now that I understand more what the term trauma means, I have to kind of revamp my story. So um, I we were in Utah at convention. It was the first night we were there. We were so excited. Um, Something happened that was uh, hurtful and I and threw me for a loop. Yeah. Um, We were, we had to walk back to our place. It was that night. Uh, I had to walk back to our place and I, and Robin graciously offered to do a motion code. And I said, no, I think I'm going to be able to process motions, this motion. I'm going to go. She did. (laughs) I'm going to take my oils. I'm going to get a good night's sleep. And in the morning, I'm going to be fine. Woke up the next morning, not fine. I could not eat. I had a rock in my stomach. I couldn't eat. I was like, I can't go today. I'm terribly sorry. I was I was a mess. I was like, nope, I'm going to stay right here and just hide. 
Um, and I just was on this loop. My brain was looping my rebuttal and trying to process everything that was happening. So then Robin graciously again, are you ready now? I'm like, yes, I'm ready now. And literally how many nine emotions? Uh, so released like nine trapped emotions. Um, rock disappeared in my stomach. Um, I was able to eat a breakfast. I was able to be hopeful about the day, excited about going. My whole demeanor changed, right? Yeah. My it's whole face changed. Yeah. That was the first time that I had received, and you had done a motion code on me before to relieve stress or whatever. That was the first time that I was like, this thing is, is unbelievable. And my hope and dream and wish is that everyone has the opportunity to be able to go through this and release that. Cause that would have ruined my whole convention. I would have been like, I'm out day one would have been done. And we had six days ago. So anyway, yeah, so I that's love that so much. I yeah. love that so much. Yeah. yeah. We're not, we're not meant to go through wounding situations and not process them. Right. Just, we're not meant to hold all of our stuff in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really amazing how it manifests. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you have seen this in your sessions with clients. I mean, my sessions have brought um, alleviated like muscle discomfort and joint discomfort and pain and neuropathy. And I mean, it, lightness, um, you know, mm, people physically yes. feel it. Yes. I lo- you know, I love when people are telling me these stories, they feel the energy or they, yes. I lo- they start yawning. I yes. mean, that's like so cool, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like so the body awesome. reacting. And so I think people just really underestimate yep. how this manifests in our bodies, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why I've turned so much of my time and attention towards helping people process their stories. Because for me personally, I worked for so many years to heal my body through food and herbs and essential oils, which I don't regret. And it was still a great choice. And once I started working on the emotional piece, I just had such huge strides in healing. So I'm a huge believer that that's a big, big part of, of health and healing is to process your story with someone. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I think that's amazing. Um, So, you know, we kind of have to wrap it up soon, but do you, you know, do you have any advice that you would parlay to mamas out there in today's world um, who have families? Maybe they are taking care of themselves like you were. Like, what what would you tell them to do? I would say learn how to trust your gut. Ooh. I would say learn how to trust your gut. I know that many women, many of us were not taught to trust our gut. Many of us have stories of being being disbelieved and then we had to turn against ourselves and dismiss ourselves. Um, I do think right now, you know, gaslighting has become like a buzzword, which concerns me sometimes. But I think a lot of us have struggled with having people not believe us when we were young and then we can't believe us. 
And I think you being able to trust your gut and your intuition, um, especially when you have given yourself, given, invested the time and effort to like understand what's going on, you know more than you think you do, or you know more than they think you do. Mm-hmm. And so I would just, I would just encourage you to like build safety and trust with yourself and learn how to trust that um, God given thing inside of you that, that warns you about things or that puts up a, a red flag or a yellow flag or even a green flag. Like if you think, you know what, this thing is going to be good for my kid, like go with it. Or this thing might not be a great idea for my kid. Go with that. Especially when you have multiple kids and they're all so different. Like Mm -hmm. you are the one who knows you bore that child from your body. Mm -hmm. Or even if you adopted, you still know. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. So I think think mothers have superpowers in their guts that um, we just don't celebrate enough. So that's my, that would be my big thing is trust your gut. That's beautiful. I just love that. Oh my god! You're so wise. Like I, I love. Say. Like I couldn't wait. There was a pause, and I was like, I can't wait. I know what's going to be so good. It was. It's amazing. Oh, you're so brilliant and so beautiful mm-hmm. inside and out. Um, and it's just been. I feel very blessed to have been connected through Robin, um, to you. And I mean, the highest compliments because whenever there's great information or a, you know, uh. We just have to have an honest conversation about this. It's always Robin sharing, hey, you know, this girl tells it straight. There's no fluff and and it's really on point. And so I do, I appreciate that because we are, we're still, well, I am. I'm still in the phase of building and, you know, it's, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. So thank you. Like keeping it's it really right. an honor to be, I really <clears throat> love and respect both of you so much. It's such, such an honor to be here with you. Thanks for Thanks, having Lauren. me. So if somebody um, really resonated with you today and they want to follow you, how can they find you? Yeah. My website is laurenbretts.com. We'll put that in um, the notes so we can spell it. Yeah. My, my website is a great place. It connects you to my Instagram, my Facebook, all the things. Yep. And if you are listening and you use essential oils and you're in my team, that means you are in Lauren's team. So yeah. you are connected. You are connected to Lauren. <laughs> yeah. You may not know it, but you can reach out if you are curious for sure. for sure. So Lauren, thank you so much. We love our Lauren time. Yes. I need to, drive more. I need to drive more. have lunch with you again. Yep. We'd love it. So thank you so thank much. You. Thank you everybody. And if you liked this podcast, please share it with somebody yeah. that it might be helpful to. Right. Yeah. And like our podcast and follow it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. And if you want to support our show, give us a five-star rating. To learn more about our practice, visit at thelivingtree.com. 